welcome back to the American Israelite Newspaper Podcast, the Let There Be Light Podcast. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Natan L. Ted Deutsch, and I'm here with my other argumentative co-host. Julie Babs Burnson-Brook, and I have an announcement. Oh, what is it? So I received an email from a gentleman, no relation to me, named Kevin Allen Brook. Yeah. And he is also working on DNA. He seems to be an authority on Sephardic and Ashkenazi Jews, and he's doing a lot of research into where they merged. And he wrote to me, and he said that both, that first he wrote to me, and he said, amazingly, he said, you are one of the first connections I have found, going back to like to the 1400s, where there is a connection between Ashkenazis who have been married or coming from Sephardic, I said, so I wrote back, and I and he has the letter was like I would say three or four pages long with sequencing all the DNA, and I wrote back and I said, well, is it coming from my mother or my father's side? Because as you know, from my father's side, I am a direct descendant from Rabbi Nachum of Breslev and the Baal Shem Tov. How can we not remember right. that? So he wrote back and he said, no, it's you and your mother. He said, you are the first connection that has proved my point that there is a, a strong there was an intermarriage connection back from Italy and Spain. And he asked if we could use our name in his next publication. And I looked him up. He's got an amazing list of references and publications. So not only am I now a direct descendant of Rabbi Nachum of Breslov, but I also have Italian and Sephardic roots. All right, so let's go back to when the Jews left Israel. Mm -hmm. And we were, uh, you know. Into the diaspora. Okay. Um, So a lot of Jews went to Europe. And the Middle and East. Jews went to the Middle East and some went to Spain and they dispersed. They dispersed. Uh, which is where diaspora comes from. So he's saying that um, s- some of your family was in Europe and the other was in Spain. And there from was my like mother's some side, of- they must have gone into the Span- Spain or Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was probably separate. And he that listed relatives branches. that I am re- now related to, and they have strong Italian names, and they are Jewish. Um, and he linked it back up. And he, I mean, it was too complicated scientifically for me to understand, but I, I, based on his research, I have to believe he's got it right because he's listing all these people awesome. that I'm connecting with. Okay. And we have a special guest here today. And Please introduce, introduce yourself. yourself. <laughs> Good afternoon, Ted. Julie, it's Justin Kirschner with the American Jewish Committee. It's great to be with you all. And he has a great uh, storyline because he's he's a Cincinnatian. Right. And then he went to my alma mater. He's a Bobcat from OU, Ohio. Twice. 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 And and he was in my fraternity. So I asked him, so one of the things when you're a pledge to (laughs) AE Pi uh, OU – you have to look at the uh, composites, and you had to, like, memorize all the founding brothers because I remember I went back to this reunion one time, and people called me Dollar Ted, something like that. And so they came up to me, like, they said, we had this game or something like that, and we had te- your picture on every dollar bill. And I'm like, what, what are you people talking about? What are you talking about? Could have been go, hidden right behind the composite <laughs> or something like that, you know? <laughs> And they said, you were like the, you know, the, we had your, like these printed these dollars with t- your picture on them. And it was like some kind of game they were playing or something like that. I was like, this is amazing. Me on the, on the, on the, on the dollar bill. I was like, it's probably, I, I, I didn't know I was bit, that you know? famous. So Justin, when you were at OU, tell us about you. You have two degrees from OU. 
I do. Um, I had my bachelor's in political science, and I studied business and global leadership as well in my undergraduate studies. And then I went on to pursue a master's in public administration from the Voinovich School uh, at Ohio University as well. So you ha- it's quite an, a resume. Yeah. I downloaded mm-hmm. it from LinkedIn. and took a l- a t- Speaking of pages, there was a lot of pages <laughs> involved, a lot of accolades, a lot of awards. You've also done a lot of studying on the side and taken many courses and certifications, one of which you have been part of what's on our front page, which is yeah. uh, First Aid for Today's Youth. So just to go back a little bit, today is Wednesday, May 18th, 2022, and it is the 17th of ER, 5782. And on our headline is First Aid for Today's Youth, Life-Saving Mental Health Grows to Meet Demand. And the Jewish Family Service is offering um, some lessons in education into youth mental health, and you were part of that. Yes, I was. Um, It was, I think, about four or five months ago. We had some national trainers come in in conjunction with Leah and her team. Again, Leah Marcus is a wonderful leader of Jewish Family Service in this initiative. She's the experience. She's been a close friend and the ally to confront hate in our local school districts and communities and just really excited to see her flourish in this role, um, ensuring that, you know, our Jewish youth have the resources they need to be successful. So it was a two-part training, very insightful, especially for someone who's not always at the forefront of youth engagement here in Mm -hmm. our Jewish community, but hopefully, you know, soon to be in the future in my role with uh, American Jewish Committee. And again, it was just really a a rewarding experience. Leah, I actually, and I share, we both listen to the Unorthodox podcast, and I've Mm. seen her post comments on it, and we realized we were both in Cincinnati, and I've seen her at Adith. Actually, she was at Rockwin as well on Sunday, which we will talk about later. Ted, you had something to add? Well, I wanted to ask, so what are the warning signs for youths that are having issues? And what, is there any warning signs? Well, I'll let you, since you've gone through the education. This is for, like, parents that are out there that are, you know, that are concerned or, or, or wanting, uh, wanting to learn about this kind of topic? Yeah, it, and it's a wonderful question. Um, I think it's very circumstantial, right? You have youth who are involved in different hobbies, after-school activities. We now have a whole different this whole space of social media and bullying there. And so whether or not it's, um, you know, up front where someone might share with a parent or their friend, you know, I'm feeling a certain way. You really right, need to hear right. that. We can't be as dismissive, right, with mm-hmm. mental health surging, not just amongst the youth, but in, uh, you know, across our military services. And it's really a multi-generational issue that needs right. to be confronted. Well, and we're seeing those efforts um, right now. Well, right we've now. discussed that, yeah. you know, suicide right. is epidemic, not, am- not only among teens, right. it's among famous people. It's some young college athletes. There's been a rash of it among college athletes. And kids are very good at hiding it. One of the things they do say is that you have to see if there's been a change in behavior, a change in eating, okay. um, more staying in their room, or the other effect is starting to, to give things away or, or losing interest in something they used to really have an interest Feeling in. isolated, withdrawal yes. um, from friendships, relationships, family um, gatherings, things like that. So those um, are... Distance with their issues and their interests, and right, again, so these are telling signs. Right, so these are warning signs that are out there, and so, I mean, most parents are in tune with their children, and um, just but uh, in our busy lifestyle, sometimes yes, we're sometimes not. So right, right, right. So right, Leah says right. there's three solutions. One right. is to grow the services that we have in our community. The second is to be embedded in the community to see mental health professionals at events that you go to. Things you do, so that being you know a mental health professional is not someone to fear or be embarrassed that you know them. And then the last one is Korth is going through this youth mental health first aid training. Okay. I think that's really really important. Um, okay. So. Uh, on to what's going right, on. Right, right. Um, well, I wanted to mention uh, page two. Uh, 
anybody that's a cigar smoker, <laughs> as I am, uh, and I can't really say anything, but this is on Saturday. There's a uh, guy that's going to be in town that's going to be rolling cigars at Bell's House of Tobacco. I, just, I have to give him a plug because he's a sponsor and an advertiser of the American Israelite. So if you have nothing else to do, go check it out. They're having an anniversary sale going on right now. And, and I guess all, he that's learned all I'm his, say. Well, he learned yeah. his trade, uh, it seems, in Cuba and the Bahamas. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, it's on Saturday the 21st. First. Now, we also need, uh, we have an important retraction that both Ted and I were extremely excited about. So supposedly what? on Sunday the 22nd of May, Gene Simmons was coming yeah. to Northern Hills. Well, and you was, and, I was going to wait till the t- correction got well, to the correction. I, I'm not I, there yet. When I was at the Rockwood event, I kept going up, do you know Gene Simmons is coming to Northern Hills? I'm having my block party. I should have not scheduled my block party. I could have gone and seen Gene Simmons. It turns out it's an impersonator. So All right, we, so we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the, the, the date. and the, uh, the, the Gene Simmons, it's a Gene Simmons in, uh, uh, impersonator. But in the ad, it said Gene Simmons, Simmons is from coming Kiss to is coming to Cincinnati. And, we, and people have been talking about this all week. And I've been so, especially excited. Yes, yes, I know that. Yes, yes. So I'm you paid. get excited about, you know, just anything, really. Well, really, really, you know, I'm upbeat. Kiss the who, you know. Yeah. <laughs> coming to Cincinnati. Uh, so on page yes. three, uh, Deborah Limstack has one of her first uh, talks, and right. she's at the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. So th- I'm, this is something you are definitely involved in because you are. Very much so. You, ca- you came from the JCRC. You're now with the. AJC, tell us the different roles that JCRC versus the AJC do. Great. So American Jewish Committee, uh, the mission really is to advance democratic values, pluralism, human rights, while enhancing the well-being of the Jewish people and safeguarding the state of Israel. It's often referred to um, in the Jewish world as the State Department of the Jewish People. It is the leading global Jewish advocacy organization. I think that's really a distinction that should be made. Again, coming from almost six years at the Federation and with JCRC, a lot of that surrounded um, working on a variety of local social issues. Um, And AJC has a cadre of certain social issues, but oftentimes it's really focused on the higher level advocacy, right? Global diplomacy, building relationships with um, policy experts, with diplomats, uh, with heads of state and government officials across the world, with 24 offices uh, in the United States, um, and 37 international partnerships with Jewish communities and other organizations. It's really expansive, uh, the operational work and the infrastructure of AJC. And so what's exciting, though, and, you know, in the hopes of Jewish community collaboration in the future, AJC is um, really tasked with how do we actualize the work that is so global in nature right down here in Cincinnati. And so we do a lot of the intergroup and coalition interfaith building work. Um, we're also advocating with our delegations right here in Cincinnati. And as a regional office, we're doing some work in Dayton and Columbus as well. Yeah, and, and of course, I love the Pesach Seder for AJ, it, AJC. It's, it's one of my favorite events. Yeah, it's one of my favorite events of the year. And, and my first one as uh, the regional director of Cincinnati. So. And, it's, and it's a great mix of people. It sure is. We learn things on both sides when we attend those events. And I've always enjoyed it. And you always highlight interesting things. I appreciate that. Um, on page three, also there's a new ad that I noticed um, from Michael Samuels. Do you want to explain a little bit of this to us, Ted, what this right, ad is? So Michael Samuels is an attorney, and he called up and he said, I'd like to run an ad in the paper. And I said, okay, fine. He sends me the ad. And he's, the ad states that he's an attorney, and he will walk you through the entire process of buying a house for a flat rate of $1,000 versus 
uh, you know, having a, a real estate. And I don't want to piss off the real estate agents because they have a job to do and they have to get paid too. But he's saying, I'll do this all for you for a flat rate versus a commission. So it's it's a very interesting it's job. Like, you know, it's an interesting ad. It reminds people me, are talking about it, right? It reminds me of the difference between a divorce attorney and a mediation lawyer well, that we had last week with Sherry Gorin Slavin. You know, both offer a service that gets you to the same ends, but the way they get there are two different ways. Okay. So I think that that's very important. On page four is our community calendar. Now right. I don't know about you guys, but I had a, a great weekend. Friday was OSU graduation for my daughter-in-law Jackie Serpico. And then she also on Friday just found out that she finally got a fellowship that she was really, really working hard to get. It's at the UCLA Law Center on Repro, Reproduction Health and Law Policy. And she will be doing a one-year fellowship as a reproduction, reproduction attorney in California. And we're really excited and very proud for her. And then, of course, on Sunday was the Rockwin event, which you attended, Ted. Uh, I, I would say it was one of the highlights of spring for me again. The weather was amazing. The food was outstanding. We saw people that we hadn't seen, of course, for two years because of COVID, but also Yavna parents, Rockwin parents that we hadn't seen. Rockwin is very special in our families, and I know it's important to you as well. And I just really had a tremendous time. I just can't thank them enough for a lovely, lovely evening, and it was so nice to see everyone out there. But in terms of what's coming up in our future. Well, so coming up is tonight is uh, at sundown is Lagba Omer. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a major deal because um, I have not cut my hair, and it's kind of scraggly. You don't have you the ponytail see. yet, though. I'm not doing the ponytail. And tomorrow I will be cutting my hair because I like it nice and short, and it's not um, – it doesn't bother me. It's kind of like over my ears and all that kind of stuff. And also I got to start listening to some fish. Okay. And some dead and uh, some uh, – I was actually on a sales call – uh, yesterday, and I'm, I just don't listen to music um, during this time, and um, I focus on the Torah, and I focus on reading the Torah and studying and stuff, um, and I was walking to this um, this sales call, and I hear this music playing, and it's Jethro Tull, um, Charlie Don't S- uh, Steal the Hammer, something mm-hmm. like, I forget that song, but it's, uh, it's like from Aqualung. Okay. And I have that album, you know, I mean, I, I, from years ago, you probably have heard Aqualung and uh, it's a fantastic album. And uh, I was like, just, wow, this is like at this car dealership and they're playing Aqualung on this like music. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, jamming out. I was like pretty, anyway, so tonight is Lagba Omer and tomorrow's Lagba Omer. And also uh, as an announcement to my community that always follows what I'm up to is uh, my new mower will be at the house either Thursday or Friday. So uh, just an update. So I had this Honda mower, uh, riding mower, for 20 years. And I think what happened is I hit this stump, and it blew out the bearing and the spindle bearing that, that spins the um, blade. And then it blew this belt. And this belt is what turns the mower blades. And it just wouldn't cut so I cut like this half over here and then I was cutting this half over here and it died like halfway through so half the lawn was cut and the other half is like up to like (laughs) like six inches and I didn't even do the back so my house for the last two weeks looks like a meadow and my you know all my neighbors are like 
you know, starting to look at me like, well, is he ever going to cut that lawn? Is he ever going to cut this? So I called several. I will not mention the name, but I called several people to come cut my lawn. They never returned my phone calls. Never. I called these lawn services. They didn't even return the phone call. So, I mean, I just said, I want to have my lawn cut. I want to pay you. I'll, I'll even give you cash. Well, they, there's a lot of a short that we're short on. This must be a shortage right now. A shortage I'm on a push mower game. So. Yeah. Are you on a push mower? Well, yeah, I we got to move you up, man. I got to tell you, Ted, I saw <laughs> the perfect. It's nice to spend that time out there. <laughs> I saw the perfect gift for you. I was actually out taking a walk, and I went through the, I think it was the Sycamore Trace neighborhood, and I saw that someone had a Roomba lawnmower so it was like a there is there's a cup there's a honda there's a bunch of them out there that have the the electric ones but you got to keep you got to send that thing out there like before the year starts to keep because if you did it like in really tall grass it would just it would stop but you you have to do that that would be a perfect gift to get you i got like an acre and a half to cut that thing could not you'd have you'd have to have one for the front and one for the back now that you for you, for a small one, you could get one of them. They're like about five hundred bucks now. Yeah. Actually, I was looking at an electric mower. Um, there was electric riding mower, and that's then the a, way to go. Okay. Neighbors so, have. Okay, have I those. looked at that, and I just I don't. Some are made with lithium ion. There's a there's a lithium ion battery, which is like the good ones, and then there's a lead acid, which is like the same as your car. And I just I looked at them, and I just they don't. They, the fastest speed, is, so the deck is, there's a size, the deck is 42 inches, and the speed that this thing can go is about maybe four and a half miles per hour. The mower that I, now there's another one that's um, the electric that can goes up to like five or six, but the gas one can go up to eight, eight and a half miles an hour. So with a 54-inch deck, it takes me an hour and a half to cut the lawn. With this new mower I'm getting, it's going to be like 45 minutes. Oh, that's good. So for so, me, it's like a time thing, and, a, you know, I just want to get out there and do it, get it over with, I'm done. But they do have um, – they have this one that's like about 4,500 that's a Cub Cadet that's an electric mower. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that road. on your Hanukkah list. So anyway, <laughs> on our community calendar, let's remember that the purple events are our bicentennial events, and there's some events coming up that are very important to our community. First of all – Tomorrow night begins the uh, Spar- Holy Sparks event for right. Rabbi Sally Priestland, and we will be having a special bonus uh, podcast this Friday featuring Rabbi Sally Priestland. Also, the JFS new, a new board orientation is meeting to tomorrow night at 7.15. And you want to tell us about your event coming up? Yeah, I would love to. So our uh, 78th annual meeting for American Jewish Committee is coming up next Monday. Uh, mostly the board and some others will be joining at uh, Wise Temple in Amberley, to uh, say farewell to our wonderful leader, Noah Stern, who is uh-huh. finishing up his two-year term, uh, really leading through the challenges that COVID presented to all nonprofits and really the community at large. Uh, we'll be welcoming in Carolyn Gilbert as okay. our new president of the board. And uh, we are so thankful to have um, Dr. Sebastian Rejak, who is our Warsaw, Poland uh, director of Central mm-hmm. Europe, and he is going to chime in with us and share about AJC's efforts in Ukraine, what the Jewish community in Warsaw has been doing to help um, the Jewish community and those fleeing um, refuge in Ukraine on the border, um, as well as just talk in general about the geopolitics of the region, the anti-Semitism that we're seeing, uh, mm-hmm. the denazification language, and, and all of that. And again, 
really AJC being at the forefront of a lot of those efforts with, with many other Jewish organizations. So it really should be a lovely evening. Yes, I, it sounds like it will be. I think the AJC has so much to offer our community. Uh, on page five. Well, I, wanted to say, oh. I wanted to say one thing, and that is it seems like everything has just been exploding lately for events. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah. Um, but it's just like a month ago, it was like kind of quiet, quiet, then it was kind of winter. And then winter kind of ended like about a month ago, and it's just got really warm, and there's just events everywhere. I mean, there's an event every I, – I had the, I had, uh, the JNF uh, meeting this morning for breakfast where you With were Noah there. With Noah Tishby, yes. Okay, and then great. tonight at uh, 7 o'clock is the Jewish Federation meeting for their annual meeting. Tomorrow – there's um, the Sparks opens, and then tomorrow night is uh, Rockworn's annual meeting. I'm just booked. I mean, it's like every week, day, it's like something we going on. We have five programs in the past couple months. I know. It's like boom, 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 boom. Stuff is like just exploding. Yes. Kind of like uh, spring flowers. It's spring it's flower. Good. Oh, yeah. good see, that segue. Was, uh, see, that was a good segue. Good segue. Yeah, so yeah. On, on to spring flowers, our Yiddish column, Dr. Jordan Finken, will be discussing in this column all about flowers and the Yiddish words. A lot of them actually use the word like rose for flowers. Huh. So go through and learn your Yiddish this week. I do like to read that because you know I think eventually you'll start learning Yiddish. It's 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 you know it's it's uh, it's good to know a lot of that stuff. Um, just so you can keep. There's people that still speak Yiddish. Yes, there are. There's many many people. So in terms of what's going on in our pages, the national pages. Of course, we had a tragedy in Buffalo. Now, uh, Ju- Justin, when the AJC works on things, it's not just Jewish issues. It's also non-Jewish as well, and they put out statements and. They do thinking in organizations. and Give us a, a variety of some of the non-Jewish things that you guys have worked on. Yeah, so what I think is really important to highlight here, especially in the wake of a yet another tragedy in Buffalo, um, is, is the intersectionality of this um, hatred, and especially the hatred we're seeing by domestic terrorism, who more often than not are part of the white nationalist movements in this country, whether part of these larger groups or if they've been radicalized individually. And again, as we've all hopefully been talking a little bit more about this great replacement theory, right? right? This is exactly what the perpetrator who committed the acts in Pittsburgh a few years ago believed. Same thing in the El Paso shooting in New Zealand, in Charleston. It's happening over and over again. This belief that the Jews are behind this great effort to replace the white race. You know, doing right. this well, through that, mass immigration, uh, through atrocity, right. through, you know, nefarious means, of course, right, buying into these age-old conspiracies of anti-Semitism, which is so important for us to start to highlight, unpack as a Jewish community, right. and then, you know, in relationship with our other civic organizations and, and, and group partners. Right. Well, not to poke the bear, but it's survival of the fittest, and if our community is able to make contributions and to be stronger and to get better educated and, and to enhance the world, then... We're well, just going to keep taking over. And AJC so, is here to offer those opportunities right, for right. education and for engagement. A lot of this stuff stems from what's called the teaching of contempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went through the Melton School, uh, Hal um, Lewis went through this. The teaching of contempt mm. started in uh, when Jesus, you know, from Jesus and stuff like that. That the Jews killed Jesus, and you know, all this, all that Just stuff. And if you if you want to learn about that stuff, you want to go to YouTube. And, and go to Rabbi Tovia, T-O-V-I-A, Singer, S-I-N-G-E-R, and go through a lot of the stuff that he talks about where in the 
Christian Bible, it's the words were changed by the writers from the Torah. In the Torah, there's specific things, and those if, if you believe that there's a word of the God, et cetera, et cetera. That's, but he talks about how the Christian writers change the wording of that stuff, and that's where this teaching of contempt where the Jews killed Jesus and all that stuff. Another plug I might make is, in July, Rabbi Tuvia Singer is going to be in Cincinnati oh, wow. at uh, Golf Manor Synagogue for a Shabbos. But I, I urge you, I've watched a lot of his videos. You'll yeah. learn a lot about the teaching of contempt. You'll learn a lot about what actually happened and how the Christian, the King James Version, it's been, he will explain to you how it's been, he goes through each and every word. And he says this, when you interpret this word in a different way, it changes the wording. And that's what's written in the Christian Bibles. And so I really like what you're saying about mm -hmm. language and interpretation. And, mm -hmm. and AJC offers this translate hate glossary, which really helps people unpack a lot, unpack, excuse me, a lot of these dog whistles, right? Yeah. Greed, globalist, internationalist. You know, what does it mean when Jews are called a capitalist and socialist? Um, and, and so much more. So I encourage everyone to check out the website and, and right. Um, right. Go to, read yeah, up about yeah. why, what, what's really behind the meaning that we hear in our politics, in our media, yes. Yes. and in, in common society. So in terms of the rest of the news the well, news, You want articles, to talk about this lady, but we're not going to discuss it because we got a big argument about it. Okay, but so I want to... a big argument on page seven waiting to be argued. And my We're not only talk about point, it. We're just right. bring it up. Well, my only point was it just proves that as women move up in the ranks and we become equal to men, we make the same sort of mistakes. And and that's pretty much what I it doesn't I, make I, a difference gonna... whether you whether you're Jewish, you're not right. Jewish. But as a woman, I noticed that we are now making the same sort of mistakes that yeah. men make. Okay. All so, right. But, and read that and then you, you want to maybe do some research into what she act and well, you told me what she actually said and, and did. And did. But you can check it out, and it's it's interesting, but it's, I don't know, we'll just leave it at that. I mean, let's let sleeping dogs lie. So, and then as we move through the pages, of course, right. everyone's heard about what went on in Lusana in terms of the Orthodox Jews not being allowed back on the flight. So, Justin, what, what prompted Lufthansa. you? Lufthansa. Yeah, Lufthansa. What prompted you in your life to follow this path of going yeah. into First of all, Jewish communal service and also working in an area right now, which is so important to all of us. Great question. Um, and so on all transparency, um, it was actually not my plan to be in Jewish nonprofit work. Um, I know for many it is, but uh, for me, that wasn't my step path. What I did know is that I wanted to live um, a life of service, and I really hoped that that would be achieved through my professional endeavors. And um, throughout college and going to grad school, I had opportunities to do more internships and practical experiences, right? So... Um, some of those, I came back to Cincinnati. I spent a summer in Onward Israel, actually in 2014. So mm -hmm. watching the rockets rain down on Tel Aviv and having that proximate and firsthand experience, which has really shaped, you know, how I can talk about Israel and, and the conflict and things like that. But um, I have to give a thanks and shout out to Sarah Weiss, who I had interned with as an undergrad. Oh. came back to Cincinnati, did some networking. Uh, Sarah offered me the chance to fill in um, full time in an interim capacity and, uh, and Jackie Conjado came on board, and again, we, we were able to really uh, research the JCRC the past six years, and I am incredibly thankful to the AJC leadership um, for inviting me to apply and, and giving me this opportunity to grow uh, in my professional capacity here and as a Jewish community leader. And so we have to mention, we have to re-mention re again, that he is an Ohio University Bobcat, <laughs> and Amen. Bobcats always land on their feet. 
Oh, that's so, true. You so always land right. on your so, feet, he too, also, Ted. That's true. And he is an A.E. Pi. You know, he's a, he's an ape. Right. You know, A.E. Pi, so, the apes. He's one of the apes. He's one of my apes. But better yet, better yet. Yes, I have something yes. better yet to add to that. So, for, yes, he went to, uh, to OU with you. He's going to land oh, on his feet. He's an A.E. Pi like Barry. My husband went to Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Your mother went to Indiana. Your father's from Cincinnati, but your mother is a lanceman of mine. She is from the Holy Land. Oh, God. Here we go Chicago. again with that nonsense. Oh. Yes, she what, is what from you, Chicago. When are you leaving for Chicago anyway? <laughs> so is, she is from Chicago. I thought you were leaving like next week she for is, Chicago uh, for some uh, <laughs> No, thing. but but interestingly. Oh, that's next week. That's the 23rd. You have to leave for your, is that a high school reunion? Yes. No, it's a, it's from a, my, some of my girlfriends from high school. Yes, we're meeting to have an, a little. Oh, I thought it was a high school reunion. It You're is. Here t- I know, it it's is. Just it's a, a reunion with some of my girlfriends. We're getting together that we haven't been together in a what, long time. are you going to go drinking together? Like yeah, we're going to go drink tea. Donna Summers with, uh, what's that song she's saying? We Are Family. We are. Like, you're gonna sing it's Raining dance. Men. We're going to sing It's Raining Men. It's Raining Men. All right, so we move on to Israel on page 13. A new poll, 75% of Arab citizens believe the Jews have no right to sovereignty in Israel. Hey, what? Who came up with this? Not who came up with this? And you were saying, well, they Arabs want to rule. They also want to get rid of us. They want, yes, they want to get rid uh, of us. There are a number of Arab um, Israeli Arabs that are in the Knesset, right? And they have their own party, I believe. So, uh, in terms of, there's been a lot of graduations, right, right, and right, our right. our own Julia Olson received a master's. Well, you have to say of, what it is on page. 14 and 15. On page 14 so and 15, the, the, the list HUC, of all the HUC graduates has for graduates this year, our right, own right. Julia Olson. Julia Rose. Olson, a editor here at the Israelite, received a Master of Philosophy in Judaic, Hebraic, and Cognate Studies. So she's, con- more, she's, she's a PhD candidate. Right. So yeah. Mazel Tuff to her. Yes. Um, on page 14, there is a list of all the graduates, the ones that are dark and highlighted are ones that graduated from the Cincinnati campus. Yes. Uh, the other ones graduated from the L.A. campus. We will begin with Shira Krause is the daughter of the late and beloved of blessed memory, Rabbi Sissy Corin oh, wow. and her husband. And then we also have Zachary Isaac Lempert uh, graduated with a Master of Arts in Jewish Nonprofit Management from the Zekalo School of Jewish Nonprofit Management. I didn't realize um, he was in, uh, in still in school. Yes. Love to see so many friends achieving greatness yeah. here. Yes, yeah. and then, of course, uh, Shira graduated with another degree um, from the School of Education of Master of Educational Leisure. I believe she is in rabbinical school, so these are just masters that she's adding. So you go to, so you go to uh, undergrad, then you go to HUC, and you get your master's, and then you get your rabbinical. rabbinical. But you can also get all sorts of degrees while you're right, getting right. that Right, right, PhD yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So you get one, then another. and you. So it's it's like you get a, um, you have a word, um, not an word, a, a ceremony as you reach these accomplishments and these uh, milestones in life, which is like a pat on the back and an approval. And it's, 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 um, it keeps, it keeps you going. Let's put it that way. It's a, um, it's a positive thing to go through. Put that way. Absolutely. Um, on page 16, and we're getting into our centerfold here of pictures around right. the community. So Mamuna has become a new thing that we've mm-hmm. appropriated from the Sephardic Jews. Yes. It's a celebration um, where there are certain foods that are eaten at the end of Passover. Adith Israel had one. The Ish Festival had one. And here's some pictures from the Adith Israel. The food looks pretty yummy. Anything well, was, centered I around food there. is. I went there. It was a Saturday night and after Shabbos. And so I went there after Shabbos and took all these pictures. 
And I think one of the things that I like to do is get these are these are people that you see in these pictures that I run into here and there, but um, I like to highlight the people just the community, you know, just. And uh, I was at the Rockworn, um, and just people, you know, there, there's tons of, but we don't see them on a daily basis. But when we come together, I like to take photos of everybody and and uh, get them in the paper. Absolutely. On to page 18, where we have a correction, and Ted can once again yes, talk I'm about our two this. corrections. All right. So the first correction in the uh, the Northern Hills Synagogue ad on uh, May 12th. Now, I think the event, when is the event coming up? It's May It's May 22nd. It's this, this Sunday. Ten, this Sunday? It's May 22nd, yes. Oh, it is? Okay, okay. And they have a um, number of... Um, it's a Beatles. It's a music festival. Beatles. Well, they have... Um, uh, Frank Sinatra. Right. They're having a uh, lot of Liza Min- uh, Is it Liza Minnelli, I think. And since people would uh, know that those were not the real people because they're dead, but Gene Simmons is still alive. Yes, so and it, it says on the ad, <laughs> special guest <laughs> Gene, Gene Simmons, Simmons. And you from were, Kiss, from Kiss, from And you Kiss. were even discussing since he Right, was, I told You were I like, told, what, what shul is he going to for Shabbat? Where do you think he's well, going to have his brought, kiddush? Where should I run for a kiddush this week if Gene Simmons is going to be in okay, town? Settle down. Okay, so, so I brought this up with someone here at the office, and they said, did you know Gene Simmons is really religious? And I said, really? Does he, is he like Orthodox? Does he go to Orthodox church? They said, yeah, I think he does. And I'm thinking, well, where would he go to school? Would he go to like CZ Easy? Really? You know, is he right wing? Or is he, would he go to Shari Tor or Golf Manor or maybe Adath Israel? And they said, well, I don't know. I don't know. And so then I started talking about it out in the community with different people. Like, where is he going to go to shul? We need to go there. Right. Where he's going to go. And then it turns out. It's just an imposter. The ad is just like a teaser right. that's trying to get everybody to go to this thing. And I would have gone yeah, had I, I thought he was really Gene there. Simmons. You know, I as it was Gene said, Simmons. did you really think you're going to see Gene Simmons for 36 dollars? But at the same time, I thought, well, maybe he knows someone in town. And then someone said to me, what about his tongue? Is yeah. he going to bring the tongue? I'm like, well, that's of course he's going to bring the tongue. He's got, it's, it's, it's attached to his body. Okay. And at, about. At, at the bottom of 18, there was another correction. Of, we had it last week, but there was a misspelling in that correction. So this is a correction of the correction from last week. Well, the way you spell my name, it N-E-T-A-N-N-E-L, Netanel. Right. So last week, as you were trying to do the correction, I want you to know it took you a few times to get this correct spelling of your own name as you were spitting N-E-T-A-N-E-L? it out. N-E-T-A-N-E-L, yes. Netanel? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, that's... Uh, Anyway, what can we say? All right, moving on to the Parsha of the Week. The Parsha of the Week is talking about slavery. I think this is something that is also pretty important. We still have slaves. I mean, we might not think we do, but there are still slaves in the world. There are are sex slaves. There is child labor slaves. There are indentured slaves in India and Pakistan. There are people that Hmm. generations ago, their their parents, their grandparents could not pay to to eat, Uh. so they gave away their birthright, oh. and they are, their families from generations are still owned, so this is still a problem. Is this something AJC would work on in slavery? Um, I do know that they have raised their voices with the um, genocide that's happening in China against the Uyghur Muslim yes. populations, and, and again, mm. across across the um, world. But again, I mean, slavery is, is such an important term for us because no matter where you stand politically, right, on the le- left or right, um, it's this 
essence of striving towards freedom that we must rearrange how we're living every day, right? What kind of responsibility, how can we lean into our Jewish values and how can each of us individually in our own right, you know, make sure that slavery does not continue to exist right? Um, and, and get involved and take action. So. Okay. so we're moving on to page 20 from From the Pages. Now, Justin, you are a new, newlywed. I am. When did you get married? <laughs> <laughs> so just about seven months ago, October 17th, 2022. And on From the Pages, we have 2021. what? 2021. 2021, right. thank you. you so we, he's, he's six he's, months and he's already, to do it again, it's already you know? starting to go. I was going to say, he's a little famished from being the, the newlywed. It's already losing it. <laughs> so, um, Look forward you know, to the one year, right? Okay, I'm not reading this Jewish Bible. Uh, okay, you, well, we'll you, go back to that in a minute. But on the From the Pages, yeah. you know, what I'd like to see, it's not too late, Justin, for you to send in your wedding, wedding pitches to our social oh, yeah, okay, columnist. Okay. Well, so please, and so then 10 years from now, 10 years from now, we will see you back here. Um, I think that would be something very cool. But in the meantime, Ted is not going to discuss the <laughs> bicentennial, which he doesn't do, because he's taking personally something that is no longer even functioning. So I will read it. In 1927, the first issue of Every Friday is published in Cincinnati by Samuel M. Schmidt. So Every Friday was in competition with the American Israelite in, the ni- in this time, in 1927. It ended publication in August thir- in, on August 13th of 1965. It, w- it didn't make the profit that the American Israelite makes or the impact on our community. In well, the meantime, he passed away a few months after that. He was actually at a JNF event, and he had a heart attack and collapsed at a JNF event on November 3rd, 1965, at 85 years old. He is, was born in Kovno, Lithuania, and he came to the United States and got a degree in MIT in engineering, and he first went into communal work. And he is one of the people that started the Settlement House in Cincinnati, as well as being involved in the American Jewish Congress. So there is a difference between the American Jewish Committee and the American Jewish Congress. The American Jewish Congress is also no longer a functioning entity. Do you, do you have any history of what went on with the American Jewish Congress? I'm not sure other than alphabet soup. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. All so right, so I want to say one thing, and that is that back in the day before I appeared here at the paper, before I was even born, um, there was a dispute that went on between this other paper and the American Israelite, and it caused a lot of problems for me when I walked in the door because to put this other paper out of business, uh, the previous owners would go to the different synagogues. The previous owner of the American Israelite. American Israelite. So uh, previous owner of the American Israelite went to the different synagogues and said, look, if you will give me your mailing list, I will give them a free subscription and I will send it out to all these different places. So... Everybody, and this is a, a mental thought in the, in the mind of the people and the generations that came after that, that when I walk in the door in 1998, everybody thought, oh, if I'm a member of the JCC or Adith Israel or Correct. Gulf Manor Synagogue, Correct. I get a free paper. And I had to tell people, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> this is a subscription-based newspaper, and I have to charge you subscriptions. and I got death threats. I, I, I kid you not. I wow. got death threats like, yeah. you are going to take away our paper. We're going to kill you. And that well, and, you didn't own the Israelite I, in 1986 when I moved here, and that was the thing. If you joined a synagogue or you belonged. that was never true. 
Okay, well, that, what it was, I believe, is maybe the synagogues would pay your membership for you. They never you. paid for that, people. So that was a misnomer that I had to overcome. And for, it took me several years to overcome that. And I finally got And you're still here. Still here. Now, the next step, and I want to make this mention to people because I'm working on this now. And currently on the American Israelite website, we get over a million hits a month. When during the height of the pandemic, we were over two and a half million hits a month. I was tremendous from all over the world. And now I'm working on a paywall. So what is a paywall? A paywall is if you go on our website and want to read our stories, you have to pay to read the stories. And some places set it up, well, if you want to, you know, you get to see two or three stories, but see, they're <laughs> being Jewish, they will find, so they'll sign up for Julie B. Brooke and go on and read and not pay, and Julie B. B. Brooke. And so they're going I have to figure out a way to keep everybody happy, but I'm just letting people know now that we're going to a paywall. And people and are also interested. They've, I've gotten a lot of people asking me about the archives. Um, they still we are still working on that. Getting and, into the archives. Right, because we've been short-staffed for a couple months. But we are working on that, and the person that's in charge of the archives actually is probably coming back. Um, it's funny because employees at the American, they leave and they come back. They keep mm-hmm. coming back. Like a yo-yo. Yeah, I know. There's a couple like you. There's a couple. There's I'm not going to mention names, but there's a couple that. Anyway, I'm working on the archives and a paywall. And uh, so that will be happening. And also, we're going to be doing our first uh, remote podcast uh, soon enough from Cafe Alma. So I'm working on that, too. Wow. 150 years ago under Varieties, whoever sent us that box of choice oranges from California has our thanks and our admiration of the productive energy of the soil of California. Well, one of the things I wanted to say, have you gotten a a, uh, watermelon from Costco? No, I have not, but should I send Barry out for the watermelon I'll tell you what you want to do. Okay, so I got one a couple weeks ago, and first of all, you want to look at the label. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, some are are grown in Florida, some are grown in Texas, and some are grown in Mexico. I'm not going to say anything negative, but I'll say this. Get the ones that are grown in Texas okay. or Florida, okay? Made in the USA. Okay, and so when you're knocking on a... You say... Water, what, no, not, you don't say you that. from Florida? No, 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 you don't say that. Do you say My hola? Pro- no, hey, you stop saying hola. Okay, <laughs> so when you knock on a, a watermelon, you want to hear a hollow sound. If it sounds like this... That's a really good watermelon. If it sounds muffled, it means the watermelon has been sitting for a while and it's not as fresh as one that's got a hollow sound to it. And you want to look for a large, where it sat in the field, Mm -hmm. a large, like a yellow spot or a big spot, like a a black. I had a bed sore. Okay, don't. Why do you have to bring this up? So anyway, my point is, um, I've had the two like the best watermelons I've ever had last week and like a week before. They were delicious. I mean, they were fantastic watermelons. So if you right now, it's the time to get them because it's they're just coming out and they're coming from south. You know, from south. They're coming from and they want hollow sound and a large bed sore. Yeah, seed or seedless. 
Uh, seedless. seedless. But there's no. a couple of seeds in there, but yeah. there are right now they're fantastic and i just make a record so everybody run out to costco I was right about to now. say you guys should do a costco segment, do a costco <laughs> segment. <laughs> hold on hold on all right anyway so moving on 125 you wanted to talk about the christian okay. all right so christian moraline the founder and head of the great brewing company that bears his name died last friday morning at the age of 79 years he was a native of bavaria and has been a resident of cincinnati since 1842 has been one of the most valuable factors in the building up of the city. He could not conceal from his left hand that his right hand did, for he gave with both hands, largely freely, lavishly to his children and friends for public purposes, to churches and all of all denominations, and to their charities. He was a thoroughly good, great-hearted man, and his death has created a void in the community, which it will be almost impossible to fill. Editor's note, the Moorline Brew was established in 1853 in the Over the Rhine neighborhood. In its first year of operation, it produced 1,000 barrels of beer by the 1890s. So many brewers produced beer in Cincinnati that it was called the beer capital of the world. The Moorline Brewery ran produced beer that was sold all over the United States until the enactment of Prohibition in 1920. Moorline would not be re- reintroduced to Cincinnati beer drinker drinking pallets until 1981. So he must have given a lot of money to the Jewish community or else we wouldn't have right, promoted was, him. There must have been some Jewish community connection there. So 100 years ago, a royal humanitarian. So once again, we hear about Queen Maria of Romania who helps reduce program orphans. So we have talked about her in the past. You should definitely read this little snippet. It does talk about all the good things she and her, both her son were very good to the Jews during this time. And then um, we move down to jottings um, under reports from Poland state that the authorities are investigating the case of a Polish father who himself bruised his son's body in order to be able to accuse a Jewish boy of attempted ritual murder. That goes back to the teaching of contempt right. and the fact that the Jews would drain the blood of Christians. That yeah, was one of the stories for, that went for on. Mot- for, for the Passover ritual right. of drain blood and libel. then yeah. blood libel. Yeah, exactly. You want to do... So, um, under under 75 years ago, Cincinnati Social and Personal plans to construct a new high school at Seymour Avenue in Reading, and that was to be the new Woodward location. Oh, wow. Huh. Okay. And then we finally move on to 50 years ago as well as 25 years ago. You want to talk about what Phyllis Singer did 25 years ago? Yeah. So, 25 years ago, uh, 100 Celebrate for Yom Hatzma'ut by Phyllis Singer, editor... Uh, hundreds of people from Cincinnati Jewish community gathered at the Jewish Community Center Monday evening to celebrate Israel's 49th birthday. Today is a day of celebration commemorating creation of the state of Israel 49 years ago, said Richard Skuro, co-chair of the event. Skuro noted that the revelations during recent weeks about the role of Swiss banks during the Holocaust, this isn't, we should mention that, okay? So during the Holocaust, have emphasized the importance of the state of Israel to ensure that there never again will will Jews be without a place to turn in time of need. So it ter- turns out this is when it turned out that the um, the Swiss would take the so the, all the the Jews uh, uh, fillings and teeth and um, just jewelry and stuff and they melted it down and the Germans did and then sold it to the to the Swiss. Because the Swiss were neutral, and then they, the Swiss gave money to the Germans to, uh, to you know, continue the war effort. And if that had not happened, the war 
probably would have ended like a couple years before. It ended, what, 1945 and it started like 40. It might have ended like in, because they didn't, if they didn't have any money for, you know, to buy all the stuff and for the war machine, it might have ended. And the Holocaust might have been also um, shortened. Shortened or not, not had happened. It could, you know, not, not, well, not, not as much would have happened. But so, uh, twenty-five years ago, also Hadassah to install Schwartz as president. So, one of the things that um, Carol Ann Schwartz, of course, is a huge supporter of Hadassah. In the past, she's been the national vice president, and currently, she is the national secretary. There is an event in our Jewish community that you do not see Carol Ann and her husband. They are involved in everything. They're really pillars of our community. Now, in terms of ten years ago. Ten years ago, you it, well, you're about thirty years old, Justin. Correct. A little so, older. probably closer to to it's not ten years ago. Ten years ago, you were twenty. You were twenty one. And in the ten years ago, but the first thing I'd like to talk about is Justin. You becoming a bar mitzvah. So, <laughs> what was your bar mitzvah date? Do you remember your Torah portion and where was uh, it at? Catching me at. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. want to think about so that and get start. back with us? Right. <laughs> so it was at the beautiful uh, Plum Street Temple where is also where um, our wedding happened. And, you know, that has had great significance, even some uh, really key relational elements uh, when Hallie and I started dating um, at that place, which is, again, beautiful yep. um, unto no others. So and that guy right there, he's the guy that built it. Right. Rabbi Isaac Mayer-Weiss. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do believe it was in May. And um, since I'm a little bit old for my grade, it was a, it was during sixth grade when I when I was bar mitzvah. Um, I do not remember my Torah portion, unfortunately, <laughs> but I know obviously I, I gave to charity and and. And did you have a party? Um, I did. <laughs> what was, was the theme? <laughs> so the theme was hopefully just fun. Um, it was actually um, at Laser Tag. Okay. Which was, a, which was actually a great time. So some games, uh, food, fun, and, and really just fellowship with friends. So. Um, but again, good memory. Seventeen, eighteen years ago. Wow. <laughs> yes, good memory. She's got it. You got them all for clump. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so ten I'll make years. Make sure I go home and uh, look that stuff up. <laughs> yeah. Ten years ago, Americans for America's first female rabbi reflects on four decades since ordination. So this is actually talking about Rabbi Sally Precent at the fortieth anniversary. And as we right. know, we are now up to her fiftieth anniversary, which is very cool. And we will talk about that further. Well, to, uh, to Friday we're going to do a she's right. here for a podcast. Yes, and we're going to do. We're that. really looking yeah, forward to yeah. it. All right, moving on. So, anything for Jews in the news, or uh, um, actually, this needs to be. We're missing a header here. We're missing a header above. Uh, yes. Twenty-one on Israel. News in Israel. News in Israel. We're missing right. a header there. All right. And then we talk Kinnaird. about Kinnear Grill. Kinnear Grill. Yeah, so one of our favorite there is the shawarma and then the, vegeta- the vegetarian shawarma and the shashuka are our two favorite okay. things. I, I, I stay, that stuff, I don't like that hot stuff. I don't, I, that's too, it's, I like the non-spicy. Justin, but, uh, what's your favorite Jewish food? Whew. Jewish food, I, was, I thought you were going to spot me on Kinnaird here, but um, <laughs> I got to love brisket. And um, <laughs> actually during COVID, I started making challah, so. Okay, good for gotta you. I love some fresh Fresh so I took uh, they just got back from Israel, and so they've added some new entrees to their menu. I go there like almost every Monday and get a burger and fries, and it's like, oh, see, Julie's she's getting all clumped with the burger. The fries. The fries gets me. You can get me at the fries. Well, the fries, uh, you know, they're little, th- you know, I think that's why I'm putting on weight here. Um, okay. So I need to, anyway, um, 
And it's they they they're regular. So they came back and they now have tempura, tempura orange sesame chicken on the menu, and they have a creamy beef fettuccine entree. It's it's obviously parv. They're using a milk substitute to make that fettuccine. But it Alfredo. looks pretty tasty. Yes, I like. I, see, I don't. Need, I like uh, uh, pasta once in a great while because it's um, it's got a lot of carbs. A lot yeah. of carbs. So I can't eat it all the time, but. I do, once in a while, I do like some pasta. Very tasty. Incidentally, Iris is talking about going to visit some of her cousins and an elderly uncle that she has. Um, one of the interesting things is that uh, she has an uncle, her grandpa Harry, was both a bootlegger, and during the Depression, he read a boarding house, um, renting out rooms by the hour. Oh, well, I wonder what was going on there. Some, you know, afternoon naps. Afternoon nap. <laughs> Nothing like an afternoon nap once in a while. She talks about meeting her cousins and playing jacks. It's a sweet, a very sweet article. All right, so we also have Dr. Mark Mandel Brown, and uh, he's got a couple of awards and a uh, nice picture of him in there. He's a happy guy. On to our obituaries. Yes. Uh, our community has lost, although he lived in California. He's from Cincinnati, Stephen Mark Bookwald. And then in our... Well, I want to talk... So... Um, I know uh, his brother, okay, uh, Randy Buckwald, and Barry would know the family too because he would know them. Um, and um, Randy was one of the sweetest. He's still around. He lives in California, but Randy um, moved out to LA. I think he they they moved out to LA probably near each other. And um, but Randy Buckwald is a dear friend and a nice man and his brother Stephen was a very nice man too so if you were friends with him the family is uh, recommending memorial donations can be made to the valley temple camp fund the chabad or charity of one's choice well there is going to be this on june 5th at bechtold park i believe that's in like sycamore yes there, okay and it's in montgomery and or is that is that montgomery or the blue ash or it's montgomery so there's the, that's where Bechtold Park is. Yes. Okay. All right. So it's on. Um, let's see. Sunday, June fifth, on his birthday, uh, Bechtold Park Shelter Four from three thirty to six. So outside of the Jewish community, there was a spokesperson from the Sikh community that has passed away that had a big impact on a lot of people in our community. His name is uh, Jay Paul Singh, uh, and I bet Justin knew him and can share a little uh, bit about him. Yeah, Jai Paul Singh, a, a blessed memory. Um, he was an incredible leader of our interfaith community, of the Sikh community, of his Guadalajara. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it really leaves me speechless. He, he was such a close friend to so many. Um, during my time at JCRC, we uh, co-hosted a youth interfaith basketball um. tournament, uh, you know, helped co-facilitate our festival of faiths for four to five years. And just his pure heart, his soul, his warmth, his compassion, you know, his spiritual, his spirituality was so elevated amongst so many, you know, who are always maybe dwelling in, in the downer of times. And, and he was always looking on the bright side of things. So um, it's was just a light. A, it was a light in the truly community. Truly a light, light unto others. And, um, and again, he, he will very much be missed. His funeral is this Saturday at Spring Grove, uh, 10 to 12. And um, as yeah. memory be for a blessing. blessing. Truly. All right. We'll want to do death notices? So Gary Walsh, age 81, May 11th, 2022, the 10th of ER, 5782. I think Gary Walsh was, he was, was he on the Federation Board or Foundation Board, I think? Not familiar with him. Okay, I think he was. And then Susan Luiso, age 79. I wonder why we just, 
January she's, 31. Well, she's Jewish, and they're having like a memorial. She with okay. the Children's Theater, I believe, of Cincinnati, that she's known for the Children's Theater. Okay, so uh, Susan G. Luiso, age 79, January 31, 2022, the 29th of Shavat, 5782. May all their memories be for a blessing. Hey. And then on to the bad joke of the week. Yes. All right, so... This is from the Encyclopedia of Jewish Humor from Biblical Times to the Modern Age, compiled and edited by Henry D. Spaulding. <clears throat> Kaplan was seated comfortably in his living room one evening when a rock crashed through the window and landed at his feet amidst a shower of splintered, splintered and splintering glass. To the rock was attached a note, unless you pay us $10,000 according to instructions, we will kidnap your wife. After some thought, Kaplan sat down at his desk and penned a reply. Gentlemen, your rock of this date received. I don't have $10,000 at this time. However, keep in touch as your proposition interests me. Saul Kaplan. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think he's like saying, you know, Kenny Youngman, you can have my, you know, my keep my wife... <laughs> yeah, that's not that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How about this one? Is this better? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Well, Justin, it's been really nice. Yes. I, I like to end with a really strong question. In terms of in terms of your work in the community, in terms of your life, give us a, a hero, someone that you look up to, someone that you'd like to aspire to be. Wow. Like. Great question. Um. Although, as cliche as it, it may sound, I think my, my father has been a, a true role model. And um, something I didn't share, you know, which has inspired me earlier about why I wanted to work is that um, his mother and uh, was a Holocaust survivor, uh -huh. left Germany with uh, my dad's grandfather, who had a huge um, role to play in his upbringing. He was truly a mensch. You know, he saved Jews while he was still in Germany. He made a life for themselves in the Shanghai ghetto. He was one of the 20,000 wow. Shanghai refugees. And um, again, I think that um, the door of a door, you know, the generational character of um, who these people were, yeah, right. has, has very much informed me. So, so I'll say that. Very good. Very, very good. good. It's been an honor and a pleasure. We really enjoyed spending time with you. We wish you good luck Thank on you. your new position. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of changes are going on in our Jewish community right now. There's been changes of roles of which they yeah. will put out a press release, I'm sure, listing who is doing what and what's right. doing who. But uh, a lot of exciting changes. <laughs> Who's doing who now? I think you want to scrub that one because we did have that one thing from today that we don't want to talk about that one too much. Anyway, yeah, so who's doing what, what? they're doing and where they're going and stuff. A lot of great Let's opportunity, possibility, yes. and change yeah. for Jewish Cincinnati. Um, yeah. I do want to say if anyone would love to stay connected to American Jewish Committee Cincinnati, you can do so at ajc.org backslash Cincinnati. Thank you Perfect. again, Julie and Ted, for having me on today. It's been a pleasure. We wish everyone a good week. Shavua Tov, and we will see you on Friday for our special bonus. Well, happy Lagba Omer, and yeah. have a great bonfire tonight. Hak Lagba Omer, and we will have a second bonus following this one. Bye now.